And welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly J, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. (laughs) What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 58. 58. Let's get it. We're almost at 60. So, y'all, we are so excited for this episode because we got another pod brother on this app so for him please introduce who we got that's right it's a podcast family affair this uh this episode right now <laughs> so we'll definitely be able to touch upon a little bit more when it comes to for the culture um he's putting in work and we want to recognize that but let's welcome casino reno to the podcast today what's up reno how you doing man I'm I'm very good. I'm happy and I'm I'm ready to talk sports today. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Football's back, so I'm ready to talk sports. You, he had this tea, he had this cup ready, guys. You know he's he's down for it. So it's Reno podcasting time. <laughs> so Reno, we're definitely gonna highlight more of what you do on your own podcast. But before we get into the episode, I've been seeing this question asked all over social media. And I have to ask you because you're in depth in these type of discussions. So mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this whole Michael Jackson versus Drake debate? Like, why is, why are they doing this? Like, do you think it's just Americans trying to, or is it the media? Like, what's up with that? Please share. I, I think every, every era has someone that is special. Like, for example, like when we were coming up, you had, you had Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, Jordan was just that guy. And then, like, for the kids coming up now, LeBron is that guy, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's always going to be those comparisons made. It's just like with hip hop and the golden era, like people will always bring up their top five. Like is, is, is Biggie still there? Is, is Tupac still there? And is your list even valid if they're not there? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So Mm -hmm. I, I believe it's, it's, it's something that comes with the territory that just lets us know that Drake has been, he's hit that, that level that they're having that conversation now. Because right? five years ago, we would never have this conversation. And the fact that Drake didn't have to go, hee hee, you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy's just rapping enough, like, one two-step and tootsie roll and one dance. Like, he's, he has his own lane that he's created, right? But people mm-hmm. are comparing him to Michael. So I think it's a compliment. Um, your thoughts, Fahim, on this whole Michael Jackson comparison to Drake? Like, is it necessary? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it's necessary. But I do think... Um, much like what Reno just mentioned in regards to generations. Um, you know, Michael had his generation. LeBron has generation. Uh, I have to say Drake for this generation, if we're talking an equivalent, I can't think of anyone in this generation right now who would be Michael Jackson-esque, you know? Yeah. Uh, and where the, where the smoke is fire. I mean, the numbers make it an interesting discussion but um yeah i'll just leave it at that i do i do think that definitely we're talking michael jackson there's just it's another tier i think and i don't know if if drake is there 
But it's it's an interesting, interesting interesting discussion for sure. Well, what's funny is that Drake doesn't think he's as like he he's a call himself a goat. He will never say he's the goat, Drake, in regards to Michael Jackson. So I just think that you know people. I think people are uber Drake fans, like you know, like the bronze sexuals, Drake sexuals, I guess. And every era has these, right? Like I'm a Jordan sexual. I'm not gonna lie. So that's mm -hmm. just how it is. Like 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 Reno said, every generation has those people that you have to compare because they're doing such amazing things. Drake mm -hmm. was nine guys, nine out of ten. That's crazy mm -hmm. to me. You know what oh, I'm no, saying? That, mm -hmm. So it did spark that discussion, but I think a lot of people are 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 trying to like hate on Drake now because of the I'm a guy. It's okay to like Michael and Drake. Mm -hmm. It's okay, guys. Mm -hmm. You don't have to mm -hmm. hate both. So mm -hmm. I think it's cool. It's good to have a Canadian up in that realm. Cause Drake yeah. is the only Canadian. Like Drake, Drake is our Canadian Michael Jackson. Like mm -hmm. to be honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we're in Canada. So y'all Americans, y'all could fight on that, but we good. We got Drake. <laughs> One other thing, we talked we talked about uh, Americans, Canadians in the UK. Remember, Beatlemania was a real thing. If you look oh. at the footage of what the Beatles did in their time, like someone in the older generation can bring that up also. So, like I said, this is a really interesting conversation, but I'm not willing to go there. Enough <laughs> respect to Drake, though. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Yeah, no, Drake, Drake, and again, what Michael was doing, like, first of all, until Drake gets someone fainting at a concert, a grown, <laughs> a grown man, until that happens, Drake is Drake. Yeah. But I don't know anyone who's ever made someone faint, like grown men faint at concerts. So mm -hmm, Michael yeah. was his own phenom. But we mm -hmm. can also appreciate Drake and say he's doing amazing things. But Michael was a different level. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I think we're all on the same page. Okay, cool. All right, Fahim. <laughs> Get some hot topics. <laughs> All right. So since we're actually just talking about like goats of their of their realm, uh, Tom Brady, uh, first of all, uh, for what he's doing at his age right now, we're very uh, early in the NFL season. Incredible of what he's doing for his age in these seasons. But he did make some uh, a comment, which I think really we should really discuss in regards to he's saying defensive players are being penalized for offensive moves. And how we preface it was he's talking about, um, you know, defensive linemen will come to him and make a legit play. Um, but because we are so much concerned about headshots and just the player safety, um, defensive players are being penalized um, for moves that maybe years ago would have been clean and legal. I just want to get your thoughts on that, guys. Ooh. I'll have Rena go first. Okay, well, I look at it like this. Like, for me, I actually, like, I played football when I was younger. So when you're, when you're playing that high safety and, and that, that corner is running a, a post, I'm sorry, that receiver is running a post and that quarterback lobs it up there, and puts the receiver in a position where it's it's bound to be a, a, a catastrophic hit. You, I, I feel like you cannot put the onus on the defensive player. So I, I am with Tom on that because there's certain there's certain like you have to think about the tra the trajectory of throwing that ball, and then this receiver's running and I'm running here at full speed, and then as he's he's moving, I'm supposed to stop on the drop of a dime and be able to maneuver in a way where our heads don't come come in contact. I don't lead forward in a certain way. It's just sometimes impossible. And quarterbacks put receivers in those positions sometimes. Like they'll throw the ball out into the flat, 
and a corner goes down like Jalen Ramsey and blows somebody up, right? So mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with Tom. But we also have to be cautious because there's been a lot of injuries and a lot of, you know what I mean, things that have been going on and the head trauma. So there definitely needs to be a common ground. But these defensive players can't really play defense. You're not seeing hits like Ed Reed and Paolo Malu and Ray Lewis were doing anymore. <laughs> Listen, we don't see that. We don't see no. that anymore. Right. And to me, it's ruining football for me. The reason why I started watching football, I didn't start watching football because of the offensive plays. Like, I didn't care about the wide receivers, the tight I didn't care. I, wa- I watched football to see defenders hit people. That's why I watched it. In high school, no, no, I'm being honest, guys. My favorite, like my top players were not receivers. They were like, like I say, Apollo, like Ray Lewis, I want him to hit people. That's why I watched him. That's why I watched, yeah. like, I watched for hits, not for pretty, pretty catches. Like, you know what I mean? Like the NBA became pretty, now the NFL trying to be pretty. Like I can't stand it, but I get it. It is CTE and things are out there, but... I just think that as a defensive player, if they can't hit, just play flag football. At this point, why are we playing tackle football? It, it's just not fair. Um, on top of that, Tom Brady is, is accurate. Quarterbacks, your, your job is to protect your receivers. You can't be making these passes in a way that's going to hurt them. Because again, if we're slanting over, you're going to pass the ball over here so you can see tilts back to catch the ball, and then he gets hit by someone else? Come on, guys. And so the onus is on the quarterback. Um, as well as um, the receiver. But I would say as well, on top of that, for a defensive player, because I love playing defense when I played uh, football, I just think that at full speed, is hard to stop. It's hard to stop. Mid- because remember, in your mind, I want to come at you. So if mm-hmm. you're catching the ball in front of me and the, the, the quarterback throws it at an awkward angle and I happen to just be coming at full speed, I'm the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? So I feel exactly. like the refs have to be a bit more honest and say, listen, the, he was running at this speed. He couldn't stop. It wasn't because some hits are intentional. We've seen them, but mm-hmm. that's the, but they're but those are less. I mean, they're not as, as as popular as the ones that are intentional hits. So I think when refs are refereeing the game, they have to kind of discuss was that intentional or unintentional. And you, you can tell by the defender's speed and how he was running towards that um, receiver, because it's just not it's not black and white. So I do agree with them. You do. I'm kind of on okay. So you both make great points, right? Mm-hmm. My main concern is um, since we've had the CE, CTE situation coming out, mm-hmm. studies proven, and we're seeing the results of uh, retired players um, doing testing, and it's a real thing. It's not just uh, some kind of taboo thing that we thought earlier. Um, for defensive players, so growing up, I was the opposite. I was always, I was a QB guy. Like, I love watching receivers and quarterbacks. I could not care very much about defensive players at all. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in saying that, I'm just finding nowadays the, head, the, the helmet-to-helmet contact that I'm seeing, it's scary. Um, when I think of rugby, for instance, rugby has no equipment. They hit hard. But the reason why you're not having the same type of injuries with rugby is um, I think in the NFL, because they have all this equipment on, people can be reckless. You know what I'm saying? It's like not like rugby where you don't – like rugby, there's tackles that are made because the defender who's tackling, in his mind, he knows the kind of force he can use and how he can tackle. Mm-hmm. When you're protected by helmets and pads and everything, um, I just think right now it's, it's just a reckless time right now. And I think you have to protect – players but not anymore though Fahim have you watched games this year it hasn't been that 
many hits. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, there hasn't... Mm. Reno, like, the first two weeks of the NFL, have you seen that many, like, crazy hits? I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't. But I actually, actually wanted to just kind of ask something to both of you guys. Mm -hmm. Do we have the same energy with boxing? Exactly. <laughs> mm. Like, there was, a, there was a, a, a young lady that just passed away boxing the other day. Mm. And it's true. Talk about and it. She, she took she took a, a couple of hits, and I don't. There's there's now questioning if she should have been medically cleared and things of that nature. But people die boxing. Yeah, right. Like, the like literally, trauma. you know what I mean. And I don't think we have the same energy towards boxing because I think there's this thing where we just immediately look at it like this is just a vicious sport, like the UFC boxing. We look at it as like like this is just animal animalistic behavior, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I think in many ways, you got to kind of look at football like that. These are men that signed up for this. They know the dangers of this. They know there's a risk with this. You take that chance, you go in across the field, the middle of the field, and you got Ed Reed there or Sean Taylor or somebody like that. You, you signed up for this. That's why you get paid millions of dollars. Fact. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, think, and I think that's part of the entertainment factor. If these men sign up for this why can't they there's there's several things that are legal that are bad for us that the government lets us do every single day yeah right. it's true i agree so, you know what i, so, mean? I agree because like, i think football people i think with football like again i think with cte is great because now football players have the decision and i think with the concussion protocol stuff like that they're taking the measures but i think if you're on the field you know what you signed up for i'm mm -hmm. not saying hit everyone in the head no but i think that if you're getting tackled you should understand listen running backs have the mm -hmm. shortest lifespan of any sport <laughs> role right mm -hmm. but they understand as running backs that's that's their role that's their job mm -hmm. to get hit so i just feel that we can't be babying these players. They're grown men. So if they sign up for this, let them do what they got to do. But they should also be aware of what can happen long term, which I think that's good that they're actually now kind of um, revealing that information to players nowadays, right? So, Reno, let me ask you this. You played in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Have you ever taken a, sh taken a hit that was questionable in, in your eyes when taking it? I, I I play on defense, so I've mm. given a hit. That, oh, you've given oh, okay. But okay. but 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 you see the, the the thing with that though is there's a misconception. There's a misconception that you giving a hit means you're not receiving trauma at the same time. Right. So I've I've laid people out, mm -hmm. and in the process of that, it's been like I could see why they say it's similar to a small small car collision. Oh yeah, I, yeah for I've sure. heard about that. Because yeah. the speed, like, if you know what it sounds like when a safety is running down a, on a receiver mm -hmm. and that ball is coming and you could hear the pressure of the air before you hit the person, it's right. different. So it's let me different. ask you this then. You had, you had equipment on when you made that hit. Yes. Say you, say you played rugby and you were going to make that exact, you were going to tackle. Would you, uh, would you approach it with that same kind of energy with no equipment? No. You're right. I wouldn't. And the reason why I wouldn't is because there's something about that space between your shoulder pads and mm -hmm. your helmet that when yeah. you just lean in the right way, it's, mm. it's beautiful. It's like the <laughs> easiest hit ever. Like it's right. just, 
and also it's, very it's effective. Perfect. But I find too, like like some like some tight ends are only tackled through their legs. Like Travis Kelce, you can't tackle him up upper body because he's so big. So for certain for certain receivers, Raheem, not tackling them up there, tackling from, from the because the legs is their mm. weak spot. So not mm -hmm. everyone's tackling up up top. It's only right. running backs who are short they get tackled high. But tight ends, receivers who are tall, they get tackled in their legs because the legs are what kind of is their danger. <laughs> Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, look. So anyway, but yeah, it makes okay. sense. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Um, this For this NFL rookie QB class we've had, um, kind of highly touted, I'd say. A lot of, um, you know, in, in regards to basketball, we're talking, you know, draft classes, LeBron, Melo, Wade, yeah. you know what I'm saying? This one, I think, has some QBs in here. It's pretty deep that, you know, down in the future, we might still be seeing them not fall into backup spots, but actually remain in starting positions. So here's a question I have. Yeah. In regards to we're early out in the NFL season, uh, there's some quarterbacks out here. Um, I just want to kind of get your ratings. I'm going to throw some names and just okay. give me just just give me a quick rating on what, what you'd rate them, okay? So okay. Um, first one, I know he started, but uh, Justin Fields. Okay, so I'm a Bengals fan. I okay. go down with the ship, so okay. just I, I always let it be known I'm a Bengals fan. So you guys know I've dealt with pain for years, <laughs> bro. Enough, enough pain. <laughs> enough, it's it's a regular thing in this household oh to be mad, gosh. yelling at the screen. It's that's regular. Rough. For me. That's rough. That's rough, man. But I will I will say, seeing Andy Dalton come off the field for Fields to go on that field, I'm 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 excited for what he can do. Mm -hmm. from from an explosive standpoint but what i'm also worried about is that front office is in trouble right now if they don't perform this year there's going to be people getting fired in chicago so for for me personally i i think the pressure is on and i'd like to see what fields does so i'm 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 gonna give him a fi a fairly high rating. I think there's a potential for him to do really good. There's some receivers over there. He has a solid running back. Things could happen for him. So right. right, so right now they're one one. So um, and actually, I think their defense is actually pretty good too. Bears defense is pretty. They're pretty pretty impactful. So yeah. out of ten, Reno, out of ten, how much are you giving him? Out of ten. Now, is this is this out of ten what he's potentially gonna do or the success he's gonna bring the team? Uh, uh, the first I, let's go with just him individually. Him. Just, yeah, just, individual. just him. These QBs eventually may not stick there. They might move elsewhere. So I just want to get a feel of like what you think of, of their ability. Eight. Eight. Mm, okay. okay. How about you, Nelly J? Uh, feels, I like him. I'm going to give him a seven, though. A seven. Mm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Mm, the golden boy. <laughs> Ooh. Um... I'm going to go six. Mm. Reason? The, that team, sometimes <laughs> going into the right situation really matters. And that team has not really been good since like Fred Taylor or like Maurice Jones-Drew was on that team. Right. <laughs> so right. it's like, I, I, I don't know. But I don't what know about him? Know. Forget his team. What about him, his heels ability? What would you rate him? Well, his potential is is ri ridiculous. He's just used okay. to winning, you know what I mean. And he's right. he's throwing the ball into some tight windows. Like he he has the arm. So mm -hmm. if we're talking just strictly on a capability, I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it like a a seven. Living up to the hype. Okay, how about you, Nelly J? So yeah, I just feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, 
they're zero and two. If you, I, I watched the games because they played. Um, I just think like he's been throwing some awful picks though. You know, like he's been. <laughs> Some bad, bad throws as well. But he's made some touchdowns, so I, I do see potential. I just think um, with the shortened preseason, you can tell some teams were not prepared, um, and, the, and, the, and the Jaguars are not prepared to play in the NFL. Yeah, shots fired. So um, I will give him actually the same rating as Field, a 7, only because he's never lost until the NFL. And I think... If you can remember, like if you remember my my boy Peyton Manning, his first season, he was terrible. Like he lost a lot of games. Yes. So, and I and feel he like threw a lot of interceptions. He threw a lot, so I feel like Trevor will be a Peyton Manning esque. That's why I'll give him a seven because I think he's going to bounce back after this first year. This first year, I don't think he's going to have a good season, but I think next year he's okay. going to come back strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> the bum of the week. Rough. The bum of the week last rough. week. Yeah, it's going to be Shout rough, out the barbershop. Oh, man. Yo, he threw, like, what, I, five picks last week? Five? Four? Five? I think, I think you, guys, you guys posted um, a clip of a little kid breaking <laughs> down the pocket collapsing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great breakdown. That's, uh, that's exactly what's going on. Like, no matter how good you are, if that pocket is going to crumble on you that quickly no matter how good you are you need the time in the pocket mm-hmm. any court like if you see tom brady he just sits in that pocket and it's just precision throws he has all the time in the world mm-hmm. so listen yeah I'm, I'm 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 gonna give it like a like a four a four wow zach wilson wow he's having a rough but it's the jets guys like let's be real but the jets fans were talking a lot of shit sorry a lot of mm-hmm. stuff uh, pretty season, they're like, oh, we got Zach Wilson. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna give him a five, a five, a five. Okay, yeah, I'll be nice. Mac Jones. Ooh, I like Mac. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I like him. Mm. Reno. That that Belichick style, <laughs> like, it's it's not an easy system to pick up, and we've seen it with Cam Newton, who's extremely talented. Like, it's. We've seen it with Chad Johnson when he went over there. Like, that system is not an easy system to pick up. There's a lot of, like, talented people who have gone into that system and just fell off and had to go to another team after the fact. So, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm just going to stick with, like, a six. Really? really? I'm actually going to give him an eight, Mac Jones. A whole eight. I'm going to give him above Trevor. I just think that... From what I saw from first week to second week, he had the most improvement out of all of the rookie quarterbacks that I saw. Like the most improved. Like I can tell he was he was thinking more. He was making smarter decisions. And if he's already improving that quickly in a week, I, I, wow, I feel like his intellect. And that's why Belichick drafted him because his intellect. He's a smart guy. So I'm going to give him an eight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him an eight. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, on the way out of this, I want to – Quickly throw in one more. Um, Trey Lance. Oh, I was waiting for that. I like Trey. He's my favorite quarterback right now. We're rookie quarterback. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say like a nine. Yeah. I like nine. him. Nine. Okay. Yeah. He's my favorite. Because the team around him, John right. Lynch and those guys have put together an amazing team. I, mm. uh, man, I, that team's ready to go. All right. One, and Nelly J, with, with you, with you uh, Trey? 
Yeah, he's a nine for me. Like, nine. remember when, when he, he got drafted? Because he was drafted mm -hmm. first, right, uh, Rito? I think in the... No, he was first or second. Was, Sorry, Trevor he was Lawrence first. Was and I think Trey was th two or three, whatever 49ers pick was. Two mm. or three. But mm. when they drafted Trey Lyons, I'm like, 49ers are going to be in the playoffs. Like, he's solid. Right. Um, he's a brother. You know, like my uh. black quarterbacks. <laughs> but, um, no, he's just, like, ready 2-0. Oh. Um, he's the only rookie quarterback that has that stat. Um, and, he's, and he's playing well. So, yeah. All right. So, we just covered five QBs. And we're calling this uh, a, a QB, a very deep QB draft class. So, I'm going to ask you this on the way out. Just give me a name. Five years down the road. Because, you know, as QBs, it usually takes about two years from they hit their stride, right? Mm -hmm. Give me a name. Who's going to be the one? Who's going to be the LeBron in this class? Trey Lance. Yeah, I'm going with Trey. That's mm. easy for me, yeah. Well said. I'm, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. You're rolling Trey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Trey. I like mm. Trey. But I'll say a All close right. second, and I'm going to predict that Trevor Lawrence, um, if, the, if the Jaguars can't give him the pieces, he's out of there. He's out of there. And I think, mm. yeah, he's out of there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. All right. So, Nelly J, let's go to For the Culture. For the Culture. We like to highlight individuals for the culture. And today, we get to highlight Mr. Casino Reno. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Reno, first of all, we're so happy to have you on. You are a pod brother okay so mm -hmm. if y'all don't know you are the founder and creator of politics as usual now first of all i love that name um so so break down to the listeners out there why the name and why do you want to create your own podcast so pretty much the name came from um jay-z he had a he had a song on i believe reasonable Dell. yep and um it was just that energy of like politicking, like mm. on NY early nineties, if right. you're sitting on the corner or they're on the stoop, they're politicking. Like some people might might get it twisted and think for a second by the name, like we're literally talking about politics like Trudeau and stuff <laughs> right. like that. But it's 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 more just the the art of politicking, like what it was for those people on the corner when hip hop was first building in the Bronx, like that energy. So we just wanted it to be like barbershop talk, but more in the streets and not even in the streets from an ignorant perspective. It's just the streets in those days, you would have the brother that's preaching the good word. You'd have all different walks of life. You'd have people that are doing the worst of things. You'd have the mother that's struggling, trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. The kid bouncing the ball, trying to become a star. And we just, we're just there watching it all politicking about it. We're looking it's funny. At the, no, continue. continue no, sorry. you go. The floor is yours. I was I was just pretty much laying it out that we're we're in a position where our opinion matters. You guys you guys are here giving your opinion and it matters. You have an audience, people are listening to you. And when you command that type of attention, there's a certain responsibility that you have and that that that's giving good content. So I just kind of loved the hustle of it. I love the idea that someone wants to give me their time. Just like you guys' podcast. Like, I love sitting there 
and on Instagram, I'm like, oh shoot, they're talking about this, they're talking about that, jump in the comments. <laughs> and then you guys will jump in the comments over something I'm talking about. Like it's mm -hmm. it's it's the camaraderie with it too. It's the it's the it's the team building. Like mm -hmm. we don't share a podcast together, but I feel like we're all a podcast family, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that's kind of what got me really into it. But the whole name essentially came from the Jay-Z Reasonable Doubt. Right. I, I felt that right from Rip. So <laughs> it's funny every time i hear or actually so when i seen it and actually i can't i can't say politics as usual i have to say politics as usual like yeah, like yeah. you know because <laughs> just by just by the track <laughs> itself so i right when i seen it i knew exactly your lane and where you're going through right mm -hmm. so i think that's so clever um shout out i just want to shout out actually um yeah your uh td yes Yes, yes, yes. Um, Capo. Capo, but I, I, yeah. I, 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 by his Instagram name, it's uh, uh, Davy. Yes, yes. Davy uh, Jones. Jones. Davy Jones, Jones, right? Yeah. Davey There's Jones. a whole bunch of different aliases. So <laughs> right, 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 right. It's okay. Like, there's a lot of, need? Yeah. There's, there's so many things going on <laughs> at once. So I don't even feel any ways about it. There's like 30 different names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you guys definitely have a good vibe when i when i take in the, the pod um so in regards to your content it's very much uh you, you touch upon different things like we're mainly a, a sports and culture your culture lane also um mm -hmm. definitely a, a a lot of music mm -hmm. um now and I, I noticed by what you guys were speaking it's a lot of old toronto yes very much uh ingrained in, yes. in, in, in the culture of what you're speaking. <laughs> of um, course. Of course. Hold up. Like, please, for, for the, those who don't know, please define old Toronto. Oh, sorry. Because <laughs> you can't just say a term and not define that, bro. Um, old, old Toronto. What do you mean by old Toronto? Oh, well, I'm talking just a range from like, you know, the talk Drake, new, and then I'm talking like old Toronto, like uh, Socrates, Chaclair, um, yeah. Jellystone, Cardinal. You know, just that whole um, early, uh, you know, mid nineties, two thousands, which is a shout out to you guys also because when I, I'm actually very much impressed that um, you guys either that time was very young for you, but when I look at you guys, you guys don't seem like that's kind of your your age frame like you yeah know what I'm saying? yeah like were you guys really young at that time of, and of course but it's it was different when when you have to run home from school to catch bt freestyles in the basement oh, wow. catch low. like it's it's different like it's not like now where i could just pick up my phone and and stream something off spotify right yeah. like i had to be on time i had to show up for something Right. I had to be on time for 106 in Park, right? Uh, uh, so it's like that kind of forced you to really take in certain things. So it's like I I I know a wide array of music. We could we could go to like international music. I, I listen to everything because there was scheduled programming before. I couldn't go on YouTube and choose exactly what I wanted to yeah. watch. Mm -hmm. Like no, I'm saying like like we're spoiled right now. We're so spoiled. Oh, it's crazy. Back back guys, back for those who don't know, back in the day, like you had to rush home to watch stuff. If you played sports, you had to be like, oh man, yo, mom, record that for me. I yep. can't, you know what I mean? Enough VCR recording. Like it was it was a thing. <laughs> of course. Of course. So yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much what it was. I just 
from very young, I was into like heavy lyrics because these kids, it's more of like the young thugs, the baby, little baby, baby. where it's like, mm -hmm. it's more of a vibe as opposed to the lyrics. Not to say that they don't spit, like some of these guys are spitting some lyrics. Whether mm -hmm. we see it as that, it's, it's, it is that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because everybody has their own perception of things. So if the masses are catering to it saying, hey, that is what it is, regardless of us dudes that are spoiled from the 90s, us fellas and ladies that are spoiled from the 90s always have that look at the game where it's like, mm, could be yeah. better, could be better, could be more but, lyrical. You know what? Like, that's why I love my Kendricks, the J. Coles. Like, there's a few, you know, folks out there. Uh, Talib Kweli, like, they're out there, but mm. it's just, like, not in the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they're not mainstream artists. So that kind of thing, the, the kind of arts you can find. But, you know, Kendrick and J. Cole, because they're lyricists, they drop albums every, like, five years, man. Like, they don't drop albums every other year. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but in the 90s, you, did, you couldn't take five years off. No. No. Good point. Good point. You couldn't take five years off. You couldn't take two years off. Right. You took two years off your cold. DMX dropped two albums in one year, three albums in two. Come on. Yes, it's mm. true. I think 50 Cent, too, and Jaru. I remember, yeah, they always dropped albums quite quickly. Well, well question for you, um, you know, because, you know, uh, like, I think a lot of people who start podcasts, um, they don't really last, right? And I think it's yeah. good for people to hear someone like you, who's, I think, what, you're season two now? Like, Oh, we don't podcast? even, we actually don't even go by seasons. We're just running, but we're just running, running out, whatever. Up. So like yeah, you're 50 something, running. right? Like you're 50 yeah. something I saw. How, what number are you at now? Um, As of this week, it'll be 51. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Congratulations. That's you huge. 50 mark. I appreciate it. I the 50 it. mark. I so, nice. so what helps you like, cause I know the first five episodes are always tough. So what helps you get like to push past the first 12 or 15 or 20? To get to 50 what what, what what was that you did that helped you you know reach that milestone um it was just being consistent even when it didn't seem like i was consistent mm. so like there was a certain like before we even started recording i was talking about i had a i had a moment where i had to take a hiatus for a little bit and like work on the aesthetics of the podcast because i just wanted the visuals to be a certain way and i find Anybody who wants to do this podcast thing, you can't do it with the with the outlook of you're going to just blow up overnight. You're just going to drop some content and boom, you're going to be the hottest thing ever. No, you got to keep building, build your core audience. And, it, and it's, it's, it's as simple as picking up your phone, downloading Anchor and getting your podcast going. There's no excuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse. You got to find your, your, your niche. What is that mm -hmm. one thing you're going to talk about? Like, for example, we got two my minorities, and I hate this term, but in the, wor in, the, in, the, in, the, in the world, they would say minorities talking about sports that are on a broadcasting level with mm -hmm. the Good Rookies podcast. Mm -hmm. You got to understand what that is. That's a niche. That's something that's not out there. Like, that's why mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith is getting paid all those dollars. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's 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 finding what that thing is that makes you unique that you genuinely want to talk about and yeah. then you just bring it to life right so that's one thing and and you know enough respect for acknowledging mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing um but now when i flipped to your podcast mm -hmm. so you have td you have 
Capo and you have mm-hmm. you, right? Yeah. The three now, myself and Nelly J, we go back like ten years. So it's like what's happening here? This is organic. This isn't like two people who've met and said, "Hey, you know, we want to do a podcast." <laughs> yeah, this is just yeah. us. I get that same vibe with you guys. Um, yeah. Can you guys kind of just quickly just go over like your genesis story of like how this came about with you three and how you guys built your dynamic? Because before you answer, I want to mention, I can see you're the lead mic, right? Mm. TD, what I think would be the second most speaking one. And then mm. I guess Capo is the one who kind of picks his spots, right? Mm. But you guys, when you have three people speaking, you guys are all in tune as one, like one solid conversation, which feels organic, almost like no cameras there. Yeah. So if you just want to kind of get, in, get into how you guys got this started. How we started the podcast or how yes. we met? Oh, how oh. We started the po- okay, so how we started the podcast mm. was... I'd be at work and I'd be listening to like Vlad TV interviews and like oh. um, I I was just like nonstop. I was always watching that. I'd watch I'd watch Breakfast Club like, <laughs> and it got to a point where sometimes I'd hear their opinions and I'd have an opinion in my mind where I'm like Charlemagne's bugging right now. Like I have mm-hmm. a hot take on what he's talking about. Like right. if I was up there, I'd be torturing Charlemagne. <laughs> and after dealing with that for like a couple months, eventually I'm like. I should do this. I should do this myself. So I, I slept on the idea. I didn't even like bring it up to nobody. I just chilled. I sat on the idea for about a couple months. And then it started, these weird things started happening where I'd meet random people and they'd be like, your voice, you should do something with your voice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's, that's odd. Then the next person, you should do broadcasting. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like, why does this keep coming up? Mm-hmm. And eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I got mm. fed up. I think I was watching like Charlemagne and a Takashi interview and I just <laughs> lost my mind. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So I ended up calling Capo and I was like, would you do a podcast? And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, shoot, I would do it. And then after I kept seeing TV downtown and every time we seen each other, we'd have these epic discussions and these debates back and forth. And I'm like, I love that we don't agree and it doesn't have to be like bad blood after because we really disagree. Like anybody who tunes into our podcast knows that me and him disagree on a lot of things. Mm. But at the end of the podcast, it's like nothing happened. We keep it going. So I pretty much chose both of them because I knew that Capo is going to be witty and drop lines out of nowhere. And you're going to be like, whoa, what? What did he just say? And I know that when the time comes, he'll jump and take lead or that certain times will come TD will take lead or I'll be the villain today, but then he's the villain next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of realized that there was a dynamic there, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's I love it. Nice. It's funny because with him and I, I always say there's some topics where he's violent, like he's extremely violent and some topics where I'm extremely violent. So yeah, yeah. like you need people that are like, you know, can kind of offset each other. You know what I'm saying? Of course. <laughs> I yes. totally get that. Um, so I want to obviously, before we end for the culture, I mm-hmm. got to shout out your, your actually clothing line company, RWA Anime Merch. So yes. I actually started watching Naruto uh, this year. I didn't even know about Naruto. And I got, I, I, yo, like, you know, at one point, people call me. I'm like, guys, I'm watching Naruto. Don't talk to me. Like, it was bad. <laughs> I'm not as crazy as before. Yeah. But... I'm on the oh my gosh I'm so I'm so far back behind but I'm on like the world no the, the war I think uh 
the, the, the ninja war, yeah, Shinobi war. I'm on that, and it's lit. But I've been busy, so I've been really caught up to it. But anyway, sorry, anime talk. But yes, please talk about your RWA brand for us. You guys do your research. I, I like how you guys move. You guys do your research. You guys threw me a curveball. I like that one. I didn't expect that. That's a good one. Um, so pretty much, I've um always been an anime fan and i was like one of those art kids where i was drawing from young drawing animes like i always loved that stuff so um i ended up getting into this entrepreneurship program called BizStart, where i pretty much learned how to start your own business from scratch and that's how i created the whole politics as usual thing like i kind of honed my skills in that class and within the process of doing that i learned about merch drop shipping things of that nature and i was like you know what let me dabble in this and like occasionally do little drop little one, two here and there and just make a little bit of passive income. So I, I mainly tapped into it because I knew it was something I loved and creatively I could just bring certain things to life. So I'm like, why not do it? And as I gain more traction with this podcast and other ventures, it'll just gain more attention, draw more attention over there. Right. You can cross promote. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we like mm-hmm. it. Well, y'all, hopefully, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm gonna, I want to get a immersed. So I'm going to check out your store. Everybody check out his store. Mm-hmm. It's on his Instagram. We're going to have the link to the store and his podcast and to Reno. So you can keep in contact, follow, support black ownership, black creators. Awesome. And I appreciate that 100%. No problem. No problem. I for him. All right. So let's go to the last topic, which is that's absurd. That's absurd for him, bro. What will be absurd this week? What was absurd? Pascal Siakam, please step up. (laughs) Come to the plate, Pascal Siakam. Come to the plate. (laughs) Pascal Siakam. Uh, As we know, he got a max contract. And he uh, was not feeling that he was being appreciated uh, of being a franchise guy. Um, The remarks he made is, uh, let's see, this is exactly, I want to give him a quote. It just boils down to, quote, I never felt, I never really felt like I was the guy, end quote. Absurd. I'm playing my violin for Siakam. You can't hear it. Cause it's absurd. He said, absurd. He said he never felt like he was the guy. Yes. Then why no, do we, so, we pay him all those dollars? Right. So it goes, we paid him the dollars. And I guess his point is he's saying Toronto pretty much paid me these dollars, but never had faith in me to be a number one franchise guy. Now, um, I understand. I, I like his, his, uh, his ambition. Um, but to think, remember, we had Kyle Lowry at the time. We still have Fred Van Vliet, um, and they were max players also. So to kind of give context to what he's saying, I'd have to say Pascal, now that Kyle's gone, there's one less person that you have to worry about to be a franchise guy. Um, but when you're getting paid franchise dollars, you kind of expect franchise performance. And that's <laughs> yeah, it's true. So sometimes you gotta, you know, you have to be careful what you ask for. Um, cause he's added, put on a little bit extra pressure. And from yeah. what we've seen of him being that guy, um, we're kind of now going to expect since you like, we're paying you that and you're expecting to be that you got to show up and be that guy or else 
Okay. Mm. Okay. Siakam, you were never that guy. You were never that guy. You are, uh, you're a second option. Uh, the first option is Fred for me. Fred Van Vliet, your second option. Um, until you can perform in the playoffs, you're, you are like a subpar DeRozan. I'm not even entertaining Ooh. these comments. Oh, Reno, Reno. Subpar, yeah, DeRozan. Go ahead, Reno. Go ahead. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you got to, like, okay, like, we, we, we love to look towards these franchises as fans and go, oh, they're not giving this player a chance. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. your gameplay is what leads people to believe you're the guy. Right. It has nothing to do with, oh, they never believed in me to be. No, no, no. You're supposed to play so well that there's no doubting you're the guy. Yeah. That means that it's still up for debate. Yes. <laughs> and, and also, no offense, um, I feel like I don't see, yo, like when Freddie's plays, he plays with his heart. Like, even when he's off, you know he's playing with his heart. Like, he's yep. intense. He's passionate. Siakam looks look like a lost puppy sometimes on the court. Like, he looks lost. Mm-hmm. And, and he's also known to be very emotional uh, off the court, which then goes on the court. Like, how about you manage your emotions, manage your mentality, get a coach ship? Because his issue is his mental game. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And to me, if listen, the guys who are that guy, th- those comments aren't made because <laughs> they are that guy. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, and, it's kind of just. And also on top of that, when they're not, they're like, you know what, Toronto, that's not me. Next year, I'm going to come hard. I'm going to kill it. Like, they talk, mm-hmm. they talk. Siakam, you don't talk that talk, bro. So don't act like you're that guy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, start. So, so go ahead, Fahim. <laughs> oh, no. So <laughs> on the way out, I just want to say this because we've, we've been very hard on Pascal. Um, <laughs> Not hard. But, <laughs> we're just saying we're, 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 we're bringing him down to earth, right? The, real, so. the realism of who situation. That's all it is. Because right. guess what, y'all? I think Gary Tr- Jr. is going to even, might even, I, mm, mm, mm. I, I'm so, just saying. <laughs> keep in mind, there was a time. And I, I just want to be fair because I want to take, use this as an excuse just to dump on Pascal. Um, the COVID, the bubble season, so two years ago, for the yeah. first half of the season before the bubble, Pascal Siakam was in MVP talks. Let's put some respect on his name for what he did there. At the, like before that the bubble, like two, that was like two years ago before COVID, guy. I can't think I'm back just, that far. Just, hold on, I'm <laughs> just saying COVID. COVID. I'm just saying. There, there was it. There was. Pascal there was, was a good one. No, no, no. <laughs> There was a time when Pascal Siakam was in MVP talks. He was really Yo, balling. I, I remember having, com- doing this. I I remember having conversations this. saying, who do you think is better, Jason Tatum or Pascal Siakam? This is before the bubble. Like, let's be real. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, no. But, 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 but Fahim, you're the guy. Mm-hmm. You're the one mm-hmm. who fully said, Janelle, Siakam is, has reached his peak. He will never be right. good again. You told me that in okay. January. Don't right, tell right, me no. now. Let's put him in check. Back in 1995, <laughs> Pascal was a good... Like, yeah, get out of here. You're the one who's that i said i said uh, pascal hasn't peaked yet you said he done he done did what he done right, did and he's done right, okay right. <laughs> uh, let's be nice to pascal today get the- <laughs> Yo, no, not be, not be nice. Rito, this guy read all this dude read all this <laughs> okay. dude right <laughs> okay so and, and the bubble came and he hasn't been sent the same since the bubble and his stock has really dropped right so, but, is, but is the bubble like an, an excuse no but because everybody but, else was still playing Right. Also, I heard but I that Siakam, but but I heard that Siakam has some off-court issues with his okay. girlfriend. That's what that was okay. what happened in the bubble, hey. right? Hey. And mm. alleged, 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 alleged. I'm not saying I went to jail. I'm saying that's what I heard. So <laughs> the other day, yo, Siakam, uh. do your thing. 
hmm. and come into court and play basketball. Don't have hmm. off court issues or drama. No, it, it's been known his family. She was there. She was at. Okay. She was in Orlando, okay. and she distracted him. I'm not alleged only for like when someone goes to jail, guy. I'm not charging him. I'm just saying, get your things in order, okay, and play on the court. Don't have off court distractions affect your on court game. That's you know, the problem with these young players. That's all. Close us out, Reno. Anything else you want to with with Pascal? <laughs> Honestly, just just let your your gameplay speak for you. He mm -hmm. has a lot of potential. I don't mm -hmm. want to take that away from him, but yep. if everybody's playing ball at the same time and you're still not in the conversation as one of those guys, you can't be expected. You can't expect to be treated as one of those guys. Facts. Be because I think as as not even to kind of go on too long about this, but I think as Raptor fans, we have this allegiance to the team where sometimes we're gonna attribute more to like we're gonna we're gonna give more to this person, even though we know in the in in the grand the grand scale of things, the league is not talking about it like that. No, right. not at all. Not at all. Right. You're right. No, that's true. And what I will say is that uh Siakam, uh, we like you in Toronto. Um, if wanna be that guy. Performing the playoffs. That's it. I don't care what happens mm. between the regular season. When the playoff mm. hits, don't be doing two spin moves the entire game. Change up your game. Work on work on the off season. Why are you laughing? Work, work on your offense in the off season and show me that you do this to be that guy. Because mm. the two the two moves you have on the court is not is not enough. Sorry. Okay, let me balance this out. Pascal Siakam today. <laughs> it's been announced that Pascal Siakam has donated one hundred thousand dollars to the Holland Bloor. Bloor View Kids Rehabilitation Hospital oh, Foundation. Oh, nice. Good That's job, for his, Pascal. That's for his PS43 That's Foundation. That's huge. That's so amazing. Shout That's out amazing. to He to does a lot Pascal. of things for the kids. For, for the That's kids, beautiful. he does. Great for the community. Yeah. You know, so... Yo, who's this Fahim guy? Yo, Reno, Reno, Reno. I'm going to send you the episodes, guys. He was going off on Siakam. I, I, I'm going to send him a seat. This is crazy to me. Absolutely in freaking insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I, you know what? I, I think Fahim forgot because, you know, the NBA has, like, Rafton played since what? Since May? I think once he sees him play again, he might get, like, bro, Reno, this guy went off. Anyways. I'm and the reason why you know. I kept laughing is because I'm seeing it in your face. You're registering it. Like, <laughs> I, I heard him talk about this Who's this before. guy? Yo, listen, I have to send it Pascal all year. The one day when I'm actually being real, he's like, let's remind ourselves that in 1995, he had like, what the hell? I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying not to lay it on too thick, you know? I'm not trying to kill kill his confidence, you know? So no, We need him. We need him, so... Yes, like, yes, yes. We, we, we do need him. Mm -hmm. And my, my issue's not with him. My issue's with that comment. Like, right. you're not a franchise player. That's right. all. You're not that guy. And if you want to right. be, go get it. Like, it's like, there's a trophy. Go and get it. Work hard and make it happen. Like, I'm not going to cuddle this that guy. And, that. and we'll close nah. it with that because I, I like that right there what you said. If you, if you want to go get it. And that's go true. get that's it. Not, go get it, Siakam. Pascal, you want to be that guy, go get it. Take it from who's ever trying to take it from you. Right. If Freddie's trying to take it from you, Take it from Freddie. Take it from Freddie. Yeah. Absolutely. If Scotty's trying to take it from you, take it from Scotty. I like Scotty though. I like Scotty oh, Barnes. I'm, I don't I'm, like I'm, shout out to Scotty Barnes. So Scotty right. Barnes is in the streets. Oh man. Sorry. All right. Let's close out this episode. Let's put this episode in the books. Episode 58. 58. Hey, y'all. If but y'all, so as you know, we love to give our special guests a chance to do a shout out. So Reno, the floor is yours. I just want to shout out my whole team, everybody that helps bring the production to life. Um, 
I want to shout out Kapo. I want to shout out TD as my co-host holding it down 50 episodes plus now. Steady. You know what I mean? And I definitely want to shout out the Good Rookies podcast. I want to shout out the Big O podcast. I want to shout out the Bando Banter podcast. There's a lot of podcasts out there that are solid in this city. And remember, at the beginning of this pandemic, everybody wanted to do a podcast and everybody was doing one. And only a few are still here. Mm-hmm. And those are the, some of the ones I mentioned. So everybody in the city that's listening to this, make sure you tap into all those podcasts. If you're not subscribed to the Good Rookies podcast, you better subscribe. I don't know what you're doing. You're playing around. <laughs> and what are you doing? If you want to see some content of me and TD going crazy and Koppel throwing me some alleys like Jason Kidd to Vince Carter, tune into the Politics as Usual podcast. You know what I mean? (laughs) But make sure you show both of these two much love. And I really appreciate them for bringing me on. Nice. Enough love, yo. So my shout out is to Reno politics as usual i'm gonna be a fahim usual <laughs> but no uh real talk great podcast episode 51 that is insane that's massive that's huge uh keep on working hard and shout out to your rwa rwa inc i'm gonna get me some anime merch because i love me some anime um so i thanks for being here reno honestly it was a vibe we'll definitely have you on again we're talk about NFL playoffs. <laughs> please do, please do. Because I'll be ready to talk. You're talk, talk that stuff. Yes, yes. Um, my other shout out is actually to a young queen. Her name is Latasha Lattimore. We posted her on our social media today. So she is actually the first hashtag NIL marketing deal with Tasha Lattimore ever in Canada. Um, my girl is now, I think she's playing for um the texas longhorns which is the ncaa right, yes, team right yep. okay and um y'all like we have like sh- if you have not seen her tapes watch her tapes um sh- people are saying that she's compared to candace parker wow okay that's big that's big that's, that's huge big that's good. They, they call that's her super love. athletic her name's a silent killer and baby kd that's her nickname <laughs> y'all so please check her out her um thank you for on point basketball for sharing her story because without them we wouldn't have known about it so thank you big up drew but latasha Lattimore, my shout outs to you big up queen i hope you kill it in ncaa and hopefully we can win a medal in the olympics in two years or three years whatever that whatever it comes up (laughs) 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 all right i'm gonna keep it quick so yeah first of all shout out casino reno um great having you on have to have you back definitely uh during the playoffs of nfl we have to do it up um want to shout out Politics as usual, the podcast, um, TD, and also Capo. Apologize for the brain fart before, but enough respect. And <laughs> um, I want to shout out Big O also. Big O podcast, Julian Ortiz. Uh, that's the that's the connect. Um, I think that that the, between us all, uh, we're all uh, from Toronto and doing it up, and we have to support each other. So. 100%. Check out all podcasts and let's put this episode in books and LEJ. Absolutely. I'm gonna be for him. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, definitely pull up to the podcast. I gotta have you guys on. 100%. Oh yes, okay. but let us know when. You know, 100%. you know I'm gonna come with the spice. Tell tell, tell your friend them. Tell your friend them. May not come no weak thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> but y'all it's episode 58. Mm-hmm. If you had a good time, come please. 
click on that like, subscribe, tell a friend, comment. And of course, don't forget before you comment and like us, subscribe to Apostles as usual as well. Fahim. That's right. You know where to look when if you're looking for us, you know where to find us on all platforms and also politics as usual. Also, you know the platforms, Reno platforms you're on on all of them, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay, so, perfect. Enough, perfect. Enough said. Episode 58 in the books, and that's Good Rookies Podcast. And we out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>